Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell, that is Kurt Souter, and we are a show for men, by men, talking about stuff from a guy's perspective, and we have a lot of lady listeners, and we welcome them, but our main audience is the guys, and we know that men, uh, we can talk about sports, politics, and the weather a lot, and we're good at that, but sometimes we need, not sometimes, most of the time, (laughs) we need to talk about things that really matter. And, and for eternity. And we believe that here on Solid Steps Radio that you as a, a man uh, are not fulfilling your destiny and uh, as to be a man unless you are walking with God through Jesus Christ. That's what he created you and I to be uh, in, in, in his image, um, to be a man walking with God. And we want to talk about the things that we as men need as we walk with God. What does that look like in different areas of our life? And in past shows, we have talked about loss, people who have lost spouses, uh, people who have lost children, people who have lost careers, money. Loss is part of life. But one part of loss is what do we gain from the loss? Can we gain from loss? And today we're going to talk to a, a guest. Uh, he's calling in today. We're doing this one mobile. Uh, he's calling from Illinois, but this is a show that we wanted to do because part of our what we do at Solid Steps is we tell the story that God is writing in men's lives. And this is a story that no one would have written if had they chosen. Uh, our guest lost something that was very practical in our day-to-day life that you don't even think about ever losing. But when you do lose it, all of a sudden, your life is given a different perspective. And we're going to talk about how loss also gave him some, uh, he gained from that loss and what we can learn from that. So Chad, uh, I got to introduce this guy and actually interview him uh, several months ago at a wild game dinner, deer feed, in my hometown, Tremont, Illinois. And uh, Josh Stuber, it is great to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you guys very much. It's great to be here. So, uh, Josh, uh, I've known you since you've been just a little guy. Uh, listeners, you need to know that Josh's dad and his grandpa had a huge spiritual influence on me growing up uh, in central Illinois on a farm. And, uh, Josh, you have, you've grown up on a farm your whole life? Absolutely, yeah. I, my dad and grandpa and uncles were farmers, and oh, I just hung out with them all summer long, every year, basically. I still do, actually. (laughs) And uh, Josh, uh, tell our listeners, um, tell us a little about your family. Well, I've been married for 11 years to Morgan, and we got three little boys. I got twins who are six, James and John, and a little three-year-old whose name is Levi. Hey, hold hold on. The twins are James and John. Um, That's right. I, I told Chad that this morning, and he goes, why would a dad name his sons, uh, you know, the sons of thunder? That's you know, James and John in the Bible. Why did yeah, you do, why did you do that? I a little trouble, but hopefully it'll all turn out good. <laughs> yeah. That thunder will come into good play later on when they're men, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, Josh... Uh, you live right now, you live out right outside of Tremont um, in a rural area. Talk to our listeners. Kind of just describe that just a little bit for our listeners. Oh, I live in God's country. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I, I'm about a mile away from our family farm and I'm out in the country. Got lots of timber around. I can just walk out the back door to go deer hunting. And uh, I absolutely love it out here. 
So, uh, and and you are an avid deer hunter, is that correct? Oh, definitely. It's, uh, that was a deal breaker when I got married. Uh, I had to clear that with my wife that we could have deer heads in the house, which she agreed to. Uh, <laughs> it's a big life. Okay, so describe to our listeners, um, y- yes, you are an avid uh, deer hunting fan, you and your family, specifically your uh, one brother, uh, how many deer heads do you have hanging on the wall? <laughs> well, she cut me off at seven upstairs, <laughs> but the, the basement, I, it's free free game, so I'm up to, what, four in the basement, seven upstairs. Oh, my. So, so Morgan said, after seven in the living room, that's enough. Yeah, she said no more. So we'll, we'll see once the boys start getting them. Oh we my get gosh. a few more up there. I think you're going to have to have a barn specifically designated for deer hunting. Okay, so, so Chad, and you have to know this, that um, they, they have this farm that is the envy of all of Tazewell County. Uh, you know, I, growing up and me being a deer hunter as well, um, we'd always go, golly, the Stubers are constantly killing these monster bucks. And um, so uh, just a little confession there, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. We want our neighbors yet, so I guess just be happy with what we have. So, so Josh, t- talk, to our, um, talk to our listeners just a little bit about the farming uh, that you grew up with. What kind of farm uh, did you have? Well, so we, we raised pigs, so I've always been around the pigs, and then, you know, soybeans and corn are the main crop. Um, we do have pumpkins and wheat also, a small amount. So I've always been around the farm, always been comfortable with the equipment. Respect it, but comfortable. And, yeah, I mean, my whole life, that's about every Saturday, that's what I do. My, um, and not just, I mean, that's, that's when you're able to go on the farm, because you're not farming full-time right now. You no, know, I am not full-time farm. I, I call myself a hobby farmer, you know, evenings, weekends, you know, what? during the busy seasons so but i am not full-time on the farm because uh after you grew up and you had some other job you also do agricultural describe that to our listeners yeah well so i was an electrician for 13 years and i really wanted to get back on the farm in the agricultural world and um so the local elevator in town was hiring so i actually got on there and that way i felt like i could still be kind of in the farming operation yet not full-time on our personal farm yeah so you're working with farmers every day uh farmers are dropping off grain picking up you know uh, all kinds of uh you know just working with corn and soybeans primarily and uh, talk to our listeners about the size of this this grain elevator i mean it holds how many thousands of bushels um, at the grain elevator. Oh, it's <laughs> or millions of bushels. Yeah, I mean these are big, big grain bins, big augers, big everything. I mean big dump pits. I mean you can dump a whole semi, you know, into these pits, and it still doesn't even fill the pits up. It's quite an operation. It's it is a massive operation, um, and I don't know if you knew this, Josh, but uh, I helped build some of those bins on the east side of Tremont back 30-some years ago. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I helped pour the concrete and all that stuff. But anyway, so so Josh, you're working at this grain elevator. Um, now, you, no, wait a minute. Now, you, you mentioned 
okay, now you got two farm boys talking to one another, and you got a city boy sitting over here. So you said, I got a job at the elevator, and I thought, well, he's an electrician, and then he works at places that they have like, apparently like a big elevator that he works at, and they like go up and down to fix his elevators. You're talking about, obviously, a grain of agricultural elevator. Is that right? Yes, yes. I am. So what now, you, obviously, I'm focused on the electrical side. I mean, you right. have tons of motors, and I mean, there's always pro- a problem somewhere with something electrical. But, you know, the grain is the main aspect, and then the electrical comes in handy with it. Sure. And so you're doing, you're, you're working with the grain, but you're also doing a lot of electrical, you know, electric, electrical, you know, stuff that an electrician yeah. does. Correct. So the different farms, different farmers come to this one place, and yeah. they, this is where they start divvying out the grains and, and you know, selling it, and, and the elevators are, in essence, collecting all of this grain and then they kind of divvy it out to who gets what is that how it works yeah, yeah exactly a, i mean when the farmers harvest the grain in the fall it all it all goes to the elevator and then over the course of the year you know the elevator is shifted out to the like illinois river a lot of it goes on the barges and stuff it's a co-op chad so that um when all these farmers come together yep. it's kind of a, a huge community they they use this place to be a storehouse and a place to distribute and get get rid of the gather the grain and then distribute it hey josh in, in about a minute or so how about you explain to me walk me through a normal day and what you do well, well that changes every day <laughs> <laughs> now, do you mean on the elevator or yeah give yeah, me I, give me a, what that what that looks like the process well th- there is always something not working right so there's you always have a project going on of fixing something but then the priority is the trucks coming in and out. Well, you know, in the fall, obviously, it's completely getting the grain in. I mean, that's the main priority. You know, you have to get the grain in. The whole rest of the year is getting the grain out, which is way slower. You know, you might have, I don't know, six or seven trucks shipping out. So you might load a couple, and then you might have an hour break, so you get something, another truck coming in. So then you're working on a project. So you're kind of jumping back and forth, making sure everything's flowing, but yet working on, you know, your own little project. And so, uh, Josh, when um, this day, we, we, today we're, we're going to talk about loss. Um, you lost something really, really significant about a year ago. Was it about a year ago? Yeah, June 5th of 2018. So uh, a year ago, we're going to take a break here, but we're going to let our listeners kind of hang on until the next segment on what you lost and what happened that day. So we're going to take a break, and uh, there was a day that changed his life forever. It was not a, it came, maybe started as a normal day, but it didn't end as a normal day. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly to hear Josh's story on Solid Steps Radio. Hello and welcome back to Solid Steps Radio, our second segment today, and uh, we're having a a conversation with Josh Stuber, who's a farmer from Illinois, and we're talking about, uh, we left the last segment of a a, a day in the life of a farmer and and what it meant, uh, what it looked like as far as his life and being on a farm and growing up on a farm, but this next segment, we're going to talk about a day that changed his life forever uh, in a, a farming incident, an accident. Uh, but before we get started in that, we want to thank LNN Credit Union. 
Uh, if you want to open a farm or fund a farm or you work on a farm and you need a loan, LNN Credit Union may be able to help you. Uh, they're a local organization who loves to work with people in regards to their financial needs, whether it's a personal checking, personal savings, anything you need financially related to your money. Ellen and Credit Union wants to, to partner with you and help you. And then also Vision First Eye Care. Uh, they are a wonderful organization by Rod Rollo and his crew, and they are all over the Kentuckiana area. And if you need some vision uh, help, uh, go to Vision First Eye Care. They can help you with contacts, glasses, or any of your uh, vision needs. So, Chad, did you know that farming is one of the most hazardous occupations on the planet. I can only imagine. I get hurt when I'm walking from my house to my car, and let alone if you have to tools and instruments and just climbing and moving. It's, it's got to yeah. be tough. All kinds of machinery and equipment. And uh, so, Josh, you're, you're at the grain elevator. This is a co-op. Um, this day that changed your life forever. Um, t- talk about that day and what happened. So, yeah, it was June 5th of 2018 and um you know starts off like a normal day i actually i actually ran a couple miles before i went into work that day and uh so we were emptying it was not a grain bin it was a long shed and uh it was filled with soybeans and what it, it has like an auger on the floor that's recessed in the floor i mean it's it's a big auger you know like 12 inches probably in diameter and um you know, 480 volts. It's got crazy amount of power. And anyway, so once it, the soybeans get so low, you actually have to go in and scoop them into the auger. And we have a skid steer that you get into. So like a bobcat, I mean, it's, I don't think of a really small bulldozer type thing. Anyways, you're scooping uh, the grain into this auger. And um, I was... Well, I, like, hit this safety, kind of like a safety grate that was farther back, and I uh, I jumped out of the skid steer. Now, what do you, uh, Josh, um, what do you mean you hit this, uh, you, the, the bobcat, the skid steer, you actually hit kind yeah, of the guard? So, so this has, has, like, sections of guard on it, and so the, it was farther back into the grain, and it's like, ah, oh, I'm like, you know, shoot, so I just uh, stopped the skid steer and jumped out and I was I was actually walking out to turn the auger off so I could fix it and um, when I was walking out I was walking way too close to the auger and kind of slipped a little bit and my foot went in the auger and you know instantly you know you're you're done basically there's nothing you can do except wait and I'm gonna stay in a matter of five seconds you know I was walking out so then I was crawling out without a leg. Um, it did rip my leg off. Thankfully, that it didn't drag my whole body into the auger. But uh, it was it was pretty gruesome, actually. So I had to crawl out, and uh, I shut the auger off. And there was uh, another guy working there that I uh, called to, and he he was just kind of right around the corner, and he came right over. And he, he's actually a volunteer firefighter for Tremont, and he pretty much saved my life. He, he had his shirt off right away, you know, trying to stop the beating. So, so Josh, um, talk to our listeners about, okay, so you're, um, you're, you're walking on soybeans. That, that's how you really slipped. 
Yeah, I mean, think of like maybe little tiny marbles. Yes. Um, so it, it's most dangerous when there's not many in there. So if there's a lot in there, it's not bad. But when there's just a few in there, you know, they, they roll around, they're like little balls. Um, I mean, I know better. I should never have been that close to the auger. Um, it was my fault. You know, I can't blame anybody else. But, it, yes, there has this to walk on when there's just a few on the floor. So, Josh, did I hear you right that from the moment you fell and the auger captured your leg and brought it in, it ripped the leg out completely? And listeners, just you know, we're not going to get too gory here, but it, it took, you say it took five seconds from all of a sudden you were walking, fell, leg got caught, and your leg was gone in about yeah. that period of time? Yeah, it was a matter of seconds. It, it was not a long period of time. Um, so, yeah, it didn't didn't cut it off. It tore it off, which is kind of worse. I, I ended up having three inches of femur left and then, you know, like loose skin and muscle hanging down. But I actually did not see any of it. So my, I had jeans on, and they that actually hung past oh, my stump. And... Um, I, I honestly only thought my foot was gone. I didn't know my entire leg was gone. Um, so, Josh, yeah, I don't, sorry, go ahead. No, well, when when you lost your leg, I mean, it's uh, how high how high up did you did you lose it? Well, I, I mean, basically the entire way, I had three inches of femur left, which was all cracked and broken. But yeah, I mean, it is basically as high as you could go. How did it That's not? That. How did it not take your whole body in? Well, Jesus, <laughs> what else can you say? Yeah. Uh, you know, because why didn't it, when my jeans kind of got wrapped in it, it tore my jeans. You know, it didn't pull them, mm. pull me in. Um, so so you, you, know, you didn't have anything to grab on? Were you, did, did you just instinctively grab onto something and hold well, on with your hands? You know, you instinctively try to grab onto the floor, but, right. I mean, that that's not a great thing to grab. So it, it's sucking you in. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. Um so yes, it is a miracle in itself that I was not stuck all the way in because this is not a little auger. I mean, this is a big, powerful one that won't stop for anything. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, it really, in one sense, nothing is going to stop this auger until you go shut it off. Uh, yes, there's nothing that's really going to stop it. It's so powerful. Mm. Yes. So, so Josh, when, when you're you're laying there, you're you're that quickly in a couple seconds i mean you lose your entire leg um it's gone up into the auger you're laying there what's now what's happening well i mean obviously you know i knew it was bad it was actually worse than i thought it was um so you know first thing is out you know you know i gotta get out of here you know gotta get this auger turned off which actually at that point i didn't even have to turn it off i don't know why that was a priority but uh yeah, I just had, I had to get out, which I did crawl out and got the auger turned off and got help in. As, as soon as help arrived, I mean, I was, I didn't have the strength to do anything. It's like, you know, all I could do is lay there. I mean, I couldn't hardly talk. I could barely talk. I couldn't breathe at all from the loss of blood. You know, it was like, I don't know, an elephant sitting on your chest or something, but I, I had no breath in me hardly at all. Breathing was the problem. That, that, I remember, was so horrible. The pain, I mean, I was in shock, obviously, and the pain was not what you would think it was. It was not that bad, but I could not breathe. Josh, um, 
you lost in in just a matter of very quickly you lost how many units of blood well th- that's a good question so w- what i know is when i got to the hospital they gave me five units and then the next day they gave me two more so that was seven units of blood which is about all the blood you have in your body now i also got plasma and platelets which i don't remember how much but i do know uh for the first was it like day or two days they kept a cooler by my side at all times with blood in it so that that's not exactly a good sign <laughs> but they're they ready to give me blood at all times now now josh talk to talk to our listeners about um but you were conscious the whole time yeah I, so i was it was about 45 minutes, I think, till I got to the hospital. And I remember everything until, so I, I was life-flighted then. And um, when I was being unloaded from the helicopter, we, being wheeled into the hospital, that's when I lost consciousness. And when you came to, what was that? Had they already, were they, were they already starting to do surgery? Yeah, I, uh, that was our surgery number one. Um, so, like, I woke up in the ICU with a vent in. You know, you're kind of confused, and you don't know what's going on. And and I still didn't even, at that point, didn't even realize um, how much of my leg was gone. I still, at this point, all I thought was my foot. I remember uh, holding up my fingers to my wife, you know, pointing at my leg and how much was left, and she's like, all gone. And... The doctors, um, I'm going to ask you this question, then we're going to take a break, but uh, the, the doctors, um, I mean, you were really close to losing your life. Oh, absolutely. They, they said I was actively dying. So whatever that means, um, you know, your organs start shutting down least to greatest. And I have zero organ damage, which in itself is a miracle from all the loss of blood. Um, Life Flight actually came and visited me in the hospital like a week later. They're like, oh, we just got to see a success story once in a while. You know, the nurses are like, they never (laughs) come around. So it's like, well, it must have been pretty close then. Hey, Josh, we're going to take a, we're going to take a break on that, on that uh, point. And we're going to come back in the next segment. We're going to talk about you're in a hospital room, you should be dead and you're not. And, and what, life looked like from that point on and what it still looks like a year later. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly for a third segment and talk more about uh, Josh Stuber's loss of his leg, but really what he gained in that aspect of that, uh, that horrible accident here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter, we're talking to Josh Stuber on the phone, and he's talking to us, and I should have gave a little bit of a disclaimer the second segment, I didn't. So if you were driving down the road and you get queasy on on uh, accidental stuff, which it was not too graphic by any means, but when you're talking about the kind of loss that Josh has had at a, at a farming accident, uh, he had a loss of a leg from the hip down in a in a farming accident that was, people use the term miracle a lot, but this man lost a leg and, and didn't die, and it's an amazing story. So if you want to hear the rest of this story, you missed the first two segments, you can go to Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes once this show is podcast on a Monday after it airs originally, and you can listen to it anytime you want 
commercial free thanks to great sponsors, which we have a new sponsor on our show, which we're very excited because it is food. And I'm very excited to have somebody. We, who wants we, to, we love barbecue. Southern Smoke Barbecue. <laughs> Chris Hadley, who's a friend of ours, dear friend of ours. He is an award winning barbecue uh, uh, smoker. Uh, Southern Smoke Barbecue. They're going to be ho- they're going to be catering our event in uh, October the first of 2019, and we're looking forward to that. So Southern Smoke Barbecue, and we'll have more details on uh, commercials and, and contact for him uh, coming up. But uh, folks like him, Southern Smoke Barbecue, and also Frank Enterprises. They uh, they help your septic system if you have septic issues or water dra- water drainage issues on your property. Frank Enterprises can help take care of those as well. We want to thank those guys for sponsoring our show. So Chad um, and Josh, you know when I when I heard your story, I, I right after you, um, you know, my mom and dad called me and said, "You guys, you got to be praying for Josh." You know, he he lo- lost his leg, and and I'm like, "What, mom? What are you what are you talking about?" You know, and they describe you know what happened to you, and you know after um, I heard of your story and after we talked to Josh, I have talked to several ER doctors and um, everyone and I it's probably decades of ER experience they've never had a person who's lost a leg like you've lost it and lived and yeah. so you in one sense you are a walking miracle really it's uh, pretty rare to have um, an accident of that magnitude at that high of level because there's so many main arteries. You know, there's most of the people... So I'm a hip disarticulation, zero hip. Um, most of them are like cancer patients or diabetes, you know, a planned surgery. But the actual accident is fairly rare. Yeah, that's what they were saying, uh, the several doctors that I talked with. Josh, um, so after the accident happens, they, they fly you in... You go immediately into surgery. They're they're giving you f- five units of blood. Average man has, I think, about six. So you are down to almost zero. Um, but how long were you in the hospital, and how many surgeries? Talk to our listeners about the details of that. So the main worry, you know, after the blood worry was infection, because. So, I mean, the surgeon actually took a bunch of pictures of it all beforehand, before they did anything. I mean, you can see the soybeans everywhere in there, you know, the dirt. So infection was a huge worry. And uh, so the initial surgery was kind of removing a lot of that stuff. And then they did a a second surgery with removing more. Um, So I had two surgeries initially in the first day in the hospital. I did have a revision surgery a couple months later. But... uh, Let's see, after the second surgery, they removed the vent, which was extremely nice. You know, then I could actually talk to people and kind of figure out more what was going on. And, you know, it, it, it like, chokes you. You, it, you have to breathe with it. If you get off rhythm, you can't breathe. And it's just, it's no fun. Mm. Talk, talk to us, Josh, about when what's going on as you... When when Morgan said your wife said it's it's completely gone. What's going on in your mind, in your heart, emotionally, when you realize that I will never have a leg? Well, that is definitely extremely emotional. I mean, like weird. So I mean, I was emotional for 
for quite a while. But, you know, it's like a party of guys. And, um, you know, instantly, you know, you, your family starts researching prosthetics and stuff. And, you know, I remember, like, my brother coming in and saying, hey, have you looked at this? Like, no, I'm trying not to die here. You know, I don't, I can't even imagine working on that yet. Um, so it it was hard. Um, I couldn't imagine, you know, not having the support system there. I have a wonderful family, you know, church body, you know, visitors there all the time. You know, that definitely makes it easier. You know, somebody that doesn't have that support system, I don't know quite how they do it. I mean, you had literally thousands and thousands of prayers just being lifted up on your behalf. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I got, I still have all my cards that people sent me. I don't even know who a lot of the people are. You know, I mean, there was out-of-state people. There was churches that I'd never heard of, you know, sending me cards that they were praying for me. And, you know, it's the first time that I've you know, really been in need like that. You know, I, I've always been a person, you know, trying to help somebody else out. I really never needed any help. So it, it was a huge blessing to my family and I. That the, people did lift up for us. The body of Christ... Uh, where would we be without the body of Christ? That's for sure. I I can't imagine it, you know, not having those people there, to, you know, to help you out in your time of need. So, Josh, talk to, talk to our listeners about uh, the coroner went back to the elevator, to, to the, uh, you know, where, the, where you were working, where you lost a leg, and describe that to our listeners. Well, so I think I'd been in the hospital, oh, a full day or two days. And the coroner calls me, and he's like, well, we got your leg out of the auger. What do you want us to do with it? You know, I mean, I guess legally they probably have to do that. You know, I, instantly you're like, yeah, what can I do with this? You know, can you make a leg lamp or, or <laughs> mount, mount it up with the deer heads? It's like, I, I don't know, that just might not be right. You, so you, I, you're seven I, deer heads and have your, have your leg mounted up there with it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have minded it. I don't know if my wife would have gone for it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I told him, just throw it in the trash can now. I don't know what he actually did with it. I'm not so sure you can legally do that, but he disposed of it somehow. um, I mean, that had to be, um, what was going through your mind when he says, I've got your leg, we found your leg. What's going through your mind? Well, you know, at that point, I was, we were starting to have fun with it. You know, I mean, what else do you do? You know, he felt horrible because I've talked to him since then. And he felt horrible, you know, calling in about this. And he actually said, I've never talked to, you know, a living person about, you know, their body before. You know, he's always dealing with deceased people. And that was his first time to ever do that, you know, having a body part, but still a living person. So he felt horrible doing it. But, you know, I've talked to him since then, and, you know, it's, I think we're all right. <laughs> hey, Josh, um, w- you know, you you told me a while back, that, I mean, and you shared a little bit with our listeners, you know, how emotional this was. You you, you shed a lot of tears. Oh, absolutely. I, I still joke. I was actually joking last night with my wife. The guys in my family were way more emotional than the girls. I mean, you know, my brothers and my dad, you know, because I'm not a guy that just sits around and watches TV. If I was, this wouldn't have affected me that much. You know, I'm always out doing something, you know, active in the timber, you know, active with sports. I'm an active guy. And, you know, I was like, am I ever going to be able to walk again? I mean, it, it hurts, you know, thinking about it. 
the the emotional and, and yet at the same time you have also with your family shed a lot of tears but you really try to bring in the joy of the lord is our strength um you, laughter is like good medicine what the bible teaches you've well, you've purposefully incorporated that into this tragedy talk to our listeners a little bit about that well you have to have fun with it i mean Otherwise, it's just miserable. So actually, when I was in the hospital, I got a call. I had like a health coach. It, it was through insurance, you know, you, you get extra perks. And uh, so I was on this running program, and he'd call me once a month. You know, I scheduled out. He'd had this running program for me. And, you know, I still have to live healthier, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so there was a scheduled call, and I knew it was coming. And my mom and my brother were there in the room, like, "Oh man, guys, you got You have to listen to this. This is gonna be a good call." So you know, he calls me. He has no idea what's happened. And so you know, he's got to ask me some questions first. You know, have you been hospitalized since we last talked? Yes, I have been. Are, are you on any new medication since we last talked? Actually, I'm on quite a bit of stuff right now. <laughs> have you lost any weight since we last talked? Yeah, about 30 pounds, actually. <laughs> Have you reached our running goal since the last talk? Well, you know, I was doing great, and then my leg got torn off, and I just can't run anymore. And, you know, he, instantly he's like, are you serious? You know, are you joking? Blah, blah, blah. And by the end of it, he was having fun, because once we completed that call, I reached all my goals or something. So we completed it, and... He was having fun with it, and I'm like, you know, no HIPAA violations if you talk about this to all of your friends. So I think he appreciated it, too, by the end. I, I, Josh, I, I, that's one of the things, you know, that, that we go through life, we have to balance joy and sorrow and pain. And I, as I watch you from a distance, that's what I'm seeing, and that's what I'm hearing. You, you are, and have learned to walk with, the loss of your entire leg and yet still the joy of the Lord is your strength. I really appreciate that about that about you, brother. So we're going to take a break uh, with Josh and hear more in the fourth and final segment about what has God done in his life and continue to do, not just keeping him alive when he should have died, but what's he doing in him to give him that abundant life that Jesus promised. So we're going to take a break, come back in our fourth and final segment with Josh, talk more about what God's doing in his life here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio, our fourth and final segment today with Josh Stuber. He's uh, talking about a major life-changing accident he had on the farm a year ago, almost to the date this show was going to air. Um, and uh, you don't know where the future holds. And, and one uh, couple organizations we sponsor our show is Bright Star Home Care. They help people who need people who need uh, care, physical care, emotional care, or 24-hour care for their loved ones who are aging out of being able to take care of themselves or maybe just in a season of life that they just need more help and care. Bright Star Home Care takes care of that. And then Dan Hart Financial, if you know someone who needs to, if you or someone you know needs to talk about what does retirement look like for me, biblically speaking, what is wise use of money and leaving an inheritance to my children's children, what does that mean, Dan Hart Financial? We'd be happy to sit down and talk to you about long-range goals. And also, again, Southeast Christian Outlook. That is a, a local paper that prints articles of what's going on in God's community, both here in Louisville and around the world. So we want to thank the Southeast Christian Outlook newspaper 
for sponsoring our show as well. And then also LNN Credit Union. They are like fantastic folks. Yep. Just uh, love LNN. Uh, but Josh, uh, in this last segment, we just want to hear really what uh, in the, this tragic accident of losing your entire leg from the hip down, um, and God miraculously, you know, saved you. I mean, most people. Um, you know, lose the blood so quickly at, at this type of accident, they they die. God has spared you. What has he been teaching you over the last year, right after the accident and then, you know, even, even in these last uh, few months? Talk to our listeners about that. So early on, you know, obviously I had a lot of time to think. And, um, you know, the question is kept going over and over in my mind, are you going to face me? It's like God just sitting there and asking me that. And now, you know, like, are you you sense God was saying, "Are you going to praise me?" Yes. And so, in our bathroom, like we have a sign. Actually, before you know the accident, it says, "Begin each day with a grateful heart." And you know, so I look at that each day right when I get up. And when you focus on the blessings that I've seen, and it's so much easier to see them, you know, afterwards. It's like, yes, God, you know, I'm going to praise you. Thank you. You know, it's not always easy. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not this huge spiritual giant, but I'm just a normal guy that, thank you. I mean, what else can you say? You know, and then he's like, well, have you learned the secret of contentment? And, mm. you know, normally when I think of that, I think of money. You know, you could always use a little more money, couldn't you? But, you know, are you, are you content with your body? How you, you know, how I made you? Um, you know, and I take this, I'm saying this is like sanctification. It's going to be a slow process. I'm not going to say that I don't want my leg back because I obviously do. But I am getting, I am more content. I'm, I got joy in my heart. Um, you know, he's, God showed me so many different people in the Bible, you know, all the big names something happened to them that they weren't planning on. You know, God called Abraham to move to a new land. You know, Noah built a huge boat in the middle of a field for years and years. You know, Elijah was on the run and had to live by a brook, and the ravens fed him. <laughs> and uh, Paul, you know, the greatest missionary ever. I mean, everything happened to him. He was beaten. He was uh, stoned shipwreck, uh, afloat um, in the sea. Uh, he had to be lowered to the basket. Many, the biggest thing, though, is he had a thorn in his flesh. Now, we don't know exactly what that is, but we do know it bugged him a lot, and he pleaded with the Lord, you know, can you remove this? And um, I actually had the Bible verses here. It says, to keep me from being conceited because of these surpassing great revelations, there has given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. Mm. So... I mean, this is hard stuff. I'm not going to lie about that. This is very difficult. But all these guys, they trusted God. And I'm guessing 
that they accomplished more for the Lord through these hardships than if everything would have been easy for them. So what God has for in store for me, I don't know. But I am assuming, I shouldn't say assuming, but I am, uh, I can't think of the proper word. I, I'm relying on God that he knows what's best and that I can accomplish more for his kingdom than if I was comfortable and had two good legs. Because like Paul, you know, with the thorn of the flesh, I have this leg that's strapped around my waist because I have zero stump now, and extremely tight, it's extremely uncomfortable, and it bugs me all the time. I am rarely comfortable anymore with it on. But yet, God says, you still know that I am God, and my grace is sufficient for you. And so even in the midst of putting on a prosthetic leg every morning, and every night before or late afternoon, you take it off because it's it's irritating. It's 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 not your real leg. It's not normal. Um, God is teaching you, Josh. Will you be content in the hard things? Absolutely. And I mean, like I said, there's just so many examples of this in the Bible. And yet, you know, a lot of them are just mentioned in the heroes of faith. And like I'm trying to, I'm not trying to compare myself to these people, but you know, they're normal examples for us that are still true to this day. They, they, they've encouraged you. The pain and suffering that they have gone through um, encourage you in your pain and suffering. Josh, t- talk to us about your kids and how, and your family how they have dealt with you losing your leg and almost dying. So my kids, at the time of the accident, they were two, five, and five. And so they were young enough that they didn't really know what was going on. So, but now we point out every you know, prosthetic limb that we see, which if you're looking for them, you see them all the time. I guess I never looked for them before. I didn't realize how common they were. But uh, so metal legs are very cool in our household. And uh, they're extremely comfortable around it. They, you know, they don't think anything of it. In fact, uh, oh, it was a little while after I got got home. You know, kids they do knock knock jokes and just make them up at the spot all the time. But you know, one of the twins were like, "Daddy, knock knock." You know, who's there? And then he's like, "No leg." I'm like, "Okay, where's this going? No leg, who?" Daddy has no leg and just bursts out laughing. You know, all three of them just <laughs> laughing. And it's just, it was actually a pretty funny time. <laughs> well, uh, how, how about your, your bride? How, how about Morgan in this whole, um, you know, loss of your leg? She, she helped me. I mean, there was times I could not even get up off the couch. I was in so much pain, and she'd have to help me stand up. Uh, but she has been solid the whole time, you know, never wavered, and I can't thank God enough for her. Josh, um, I know that you, you and your family um, have always tried to honor the Lord, and um, but for whatever reason, God has allowed this to happen to you, and you, your story has been spread to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. 
God has used this tragedy for you to be a, 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 a mouthpiece, an instrument of, in the hands of God to communicate his grace even in the midst of tragedy. And, yeah, uh, I've uh, I've never been one to like publicly speak or you know like that, but you know, he's given me some opportunities to tell my story, just like this radio show, and um, you know hopefully people are blessed through it. Well, J- Josh, I-, I want you to know that uh, I- I've shared your story, and when I interviewed you up at the Wild Game Dinner at the Deer Feed up in Illinois. Uh, I I go, I got to get Josh on the radio, and it's just been a delight to have you on the show today. Uh, Thank you for sharing your story, and more importantly, thank you for just being vulnerable and transparent about the joys and the hardship and sorrow of losing your entire leg. Just real quick, I'm going to pray for you, Josh, but just real quickly, you're on your, uh, how many prosthetic legs have you tried and are working on to continue to improve walking well i got three different legs right now um i have i do have a running leg it i need a lot more practice it's very awkward it actually causes me quite a bit of pain then i have a fancy microprocessor leg that i mean it's crazy the technology into that and then a mechanical knee leg that works you don't have to plug it in at night like the microprocessor but it's it's a crazy world that i didn't know anything about really but i've met a lot of neat people through it you've uh there's been blessing along the way absolutely josh thank you so much Um, i'm going to pray for you real quick and then we've got to call it a call it a show here but uh lord thank you for josh thank you for his family lord thank you for uh, even this accident, of how you are using it to proclaim your story and your grace in and through Josh. And, uh, Lord, I, I pray continued healing um, emotionally and physically for the phantom pain would completely uh, be gone and pray that you would help him to get back to walking with the prosthetic leg in a, in a greater way. And, uh, Lord, just thank you for... Uh, Josh's testimony and his willingness to praise you in the midst of uh, loss and sorrow. Thanks uh, for his testimony. We pray in Jesus, uh, your great and holy name. Amen. Amen. So if you want to hear this uh, in your in its entirety, go to our Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, or iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio and you can hear the show in its entirety or maybe forward this along to someone who you feel like needs it and they've had loss in their life, physical or otherwise. Hey, thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.